Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. Something we've always wanted to discuss on All Things Cozy is Hanukkah. And we finally found a Jewish person patient enough to walk two Gentiles through the traditions and coziness of Hanukkah. It's our friend and co-producer of the podcast, Anna Ferris is Unqualified. Michael Sherman. Welcome to the podcast, Michael. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. We're, We're really so excited thrilled. to have you here. I'm excited too. I listen to you guys. I'm a patron. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Honestly. That, <laughs> it truly was so sweet of you to do. It, was, it makes our little day when we see you have a patron. No, I love to listen. It's weirdly my favorite podcast to put on when I'm in the shower. <laughs> well, it's cozy to be in the shower. It's a cozy spot. I know. I just put it on. I, I also put it on when I brush my teeth, when I wash my dishes so it's a great podcast drive your car go to work everywhere just all the time constant all things cozy it's that's the way we want listeners Mm -hmm. to listen to it it's just constantly but yeah like we've always wanted to do a hanukkah episode and it just hasn't happened the stars have not aligned and now they have and you're here and we're really excited to have you thank you i'm a little nervous because we prior to this um i had to refresh myself on um, some of the history of Hanukkah. Um, I could talk about all the fun activities we do on Hanukkah. That's really easy to remember. But the history, it's, it's funny. Unlike some of the other Jewish holidays like Passover, um, we don't always get the chance to retell the story of Hanukkah yeah. all the time. Well, we all learn together. Yeah, we'll, we'll learn together. We'll celebrate together. We're yeah. already yes. stuffed full of latkes. Yes. So we'll, we'll get to that later. But before we dive in, Let's check in with what's making us feel cozy this week. Michael, kick it off. What's making you feel cozy this week? Oh, my God. There are so many things that are making me feel cozy. Um, I Actually, I'm going to keep it simple. Hoodies have been making me feel cozy. <laughs> um, no, I, I have another. Back, I have, back to basics. Yeah, back to basics. Can't go wrong with a hoodie. No. I know. I have so many hoodies at my, ho- at my um, place, and... The one that I am currently that I brought with me it just made me feel very cozy because mm-hmm. the where I think it's the weather has been getting to a point oh, where yeah. it's so where nice. we can finally like wear hoodies all day long mm-hmm. with everything we are doing and it doesn't feel like you're like drenched in sweat in L.A. and like it's a beautiful world right now. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I can layer I love again. It. I want maximum amount of clothes in my body at all times. I just I want. An undershirt, a shirt, a jacket, maybe even a flannel, and then a jacket. Exactly, and it's re- it's really fun when like you have a long day at work and you're already wearing a hoodie, and then switch out of it. I'm a germaphobe, so I want to put on a clean hoodie and put on a new one and get to just lounge on you my got, couch. You got hoodies for every phase of the day. Every phase of the day, <laughs> hoodie for working out, hoodie for um, staying home, hoodie for going out. Do you have a favorite kind of hoodie? Um, when I'm home, I, I like I don't mind the non-zip ones, so the one that you just put over your head. Um, I don't mind those, but when I'm out, I prefer the zipper ones mm-hmm. just because it's much it's easier. It's no, it's easier. it's funny. Yeah, I, I I'm exactly the same way. Like when I'm home, my kind of like nighttime like cozy little outfit is usually a a pullover hoodie, and but I wouldn't be caught dead wearing it out in public and I don't know why you have a lot of cute hoodies though yeah I have, I have so many Jillian I but I don't know why I, I you know what though actually no I do like the hoodies that are just very um kind of streamlined like there's the ones from the gap are really soft and nice mm-hmm. I will wear those out all the time They're coming you're back right in style. you caught me in my lie thank you Jillian yeah you have so many, you know many cute ones <laughs> I was full of it, and you and you got me. Yeah. Um. I'm just thinking of some of the other ones I have that are kind of just like they're just like a little bit too big and beat up, and but they're the the coziest thing to wear inside. I like hoodies that you could hide in. Yeah, those ones are really fun. When yeah. I was little, I remember I would put on a hoodie um, while I was eating breakfast, and if it was really cold in the house, I would put it over my um, knees, mm-hmm. like bring up my knees, and it felt like yeah. you were in your own little house. That's a sweet spot. <laughs> yeah. Hoodie houses. Yeah, that could be yes. that could be a new business idea. I know. That could be a new HGTV show. Exactly, and I also want to give out a shout out to Fred sixty two the diner because that is also making me feel very cozy. Where is that again? Um, it's on Hillhurst. I'm um, near the um uh, the cinema. Yes, I love that place. Ooh. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's open. It's open till like I think four in the morning most day, most night. Which is hard to find, surprisingly, in LA. Yeah, and they have really great vegan options actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do, and they have. 
they also have drinks. They also mm. have they have really good grilled cheese. I'll have to get the grilled cheese next time in there. Yeah. Good tip. Jillian, what is making you feel cozy? Well, actually, it's another podcast. Um, oh, everything really? I c- every yes. going to uh, betray all, th- all things cozy. Um, <laughs> everything iconic with Danny Pellegrino. He is so funny. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but um, he mostly focuses on Bravo shows. But I'm loving his also his Instagram account lately because he's doing this thing called <laughs> Jessica Thursdays, Jessica Simpson Thursdays, where he takes a um, piece of history from Jessica Simpson's life and writes like a really long, serious like um, recap of that event. And it's earnest, but it also has like the right amount of um, snark to it. He's just so funny. Um, and I love how he just leans into his interests. I feel like we have a lot of people out there, you know, these days who work in media who make like... They like things to make fun of it, but he earnestly loves Jessica Simpson, but also but in a fun way, like a not so serious way. And he always has Instagram stories of his trips to Home Goods. He's from Ohio, and he's just a just a cozy person that I've started following, and I really enjoy him. That's awesome. Well, I yeah. love Bravo shows. So. Oh yeah, he does. He does the best recaps, and it's just him, so he doesn't have a partner, and he just goes off and starts talking about it. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> I'm going to do my break off. <laughs> it, yeah, it's interesting. It calls Everything Iconic. And he posts pretty frequently. Now he's starting to do Christmas movies and doing recaps. He did Christmas with the Cranks, which is a wildly oh bizarre... I rewatched that last year with Brett, and we were just flabbergasted. It's so wild. It has so many plot shifts. And he... he oh, my God. He, did, he It's so... I was cracking up throughout his recap of Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, it's just, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, it's, strange. it's, it's, it's so the, strange. It's the strangest movie where it's over halfway through the movie and then it keeps going. Well, of. it's too, well, as, as Danny was saying, it's like four different movies in one. Yeah. Like it takes so many different twists and turns. Can't, is, it, is it a heist movie? Is, you know, it, it's just so many twists and turns. They're very bizarre. Okay. I got to check it out yeah. for sure. Where do you like to listen to it? I listen to it on Stitcher. And I would also recommend following on Instagram, Danny, Danny Pellegrino. I don't know if he's the has his podcast name as his Instagram handle, but um, so much good content. He I don't know if you're familiar with Countess Luann. Oh yeah. Of course. How do I even ask? Um, so her song, I don't know if it's that, that French one where she. Oh, um, Chic C'est la Vie. Yes. Oh, so no. he did um, the Baby Yoda, that little oh. clip, and he put where oh, the Baby Yoda is turning off something, and he puts Countess Luann. Countess Luann's song on it. Oh my god, I need to check this out. <laughs> well, I this feel is, like this funny. is the perfect transition to what's making me feel cozy <laughs> this week, which is Baby Yoda. <laughs> oh. If you're listening to this, um, we're recording it in early December, this episode, and we're in peak Baby Yoda meme territory. So Baby Yoda has permeated the pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not familiar with Baby Yoda, then you're not on the internet, but I'll explain it to you. <laughs> Baby Yoda is not really what the name of this character is called, but it's the only word we have for it because it's essentially a baby of the Yoda species, whatever that is. There's no name for that for whatever reason. That's featured in The Mandalorian, which is an original Star Wars show on Disney+. And I was reticent originally to even bring it up because I don't... I really took a long time to get Disney+, Plus because I'm like, I don't, A, want another streaming service, be to give Disney any more money than they already have. Well, a lot of stuff's not on it either because of the Netflix. Yeah. Baby Yoda is surprisingly like basically the co-star of this entire series about a bounty hunter in Star Wars. And he is just the cutest darn thing you ever did see. Wait, so he, (laughs) no, this might sound silly, but he's not Yoda as a baby. Well, the jury's still out on that. Um, No, not, not not definitely not the Yoda we know from the movies. Okay. Because the Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, which is l- long after Yoda is dead. Oh. Okay. He died in the Return of the Jedi of natural causes. And so baby Yoda is ostensibly just a child version of whatever species Yoda is. We don't know what to call that, but there's no name for it in Star Wars lore yet, which is kind of bizarre if you really think about yeah. it. Yeah. Every little nook and cranny has been categorized and cataloged by Star Wars fans, but there's been no official name for that. The other theory, though, and, and the reason I'm like, I don't know necessarily that he's not Baby Yoda, is some people are saying, well, maybe he's a clone. 
Because clones exist in Star Wars, so maybe they've cloned Yoda. And that's why he's such a valuable asset. It's because he's a Yoda clone. But people are going crazy for this baby Yoda. People are going crazy for it. And I'm watching The Mandalorian. I love Star Wars. And so I never don't enjoy watching a Star Wars thing. I don't think I'm I'm the hugest fan of the show that some people are, but it's okay. But Baby Yoda makes it like 10 times better. Just to look at it. Adorable. And it's a Very practical cute. puppet. It really exists. It's moving around. It's, it's not all CGI. Okay, I was about to ask that because I'm only 25 minutes into the first episode. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea if Yoda's in the first episode. Michael, the episode's 40 minutes long. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm terrible. How'd you bail out 15 minutes before the end? Oh, it wasn't because of the show. It was just, I think I got like a work call or a... We get text. it. You're very busy, <laughs> but I but I will finish it. Maybe I'll finish it tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was and then curious. You'll meet Baby Yoda. Okay, good. That's what I wanted to know, and I'm glad to also know that it's not just CGI. That it's also a puppet. Yeah, I mean, but in terms of why he's cozy, it's it's just self evident. He's cute. He's really cute, and the memes are funny, and it's just a, a nice, clean, endearing meme that's just. Everyone's obsessed with it, and it's making the internet less annoying. Well, are you going to put your pre-order for the, was it a Funko? Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm over Funko Pop. And actually, I won't say that exclusively. There are some Funko Pops I like. What, what I like about Funko Pop is when they make things, and no one's asking for this uh, <laughs> tangent. Yeah, give me but a little history of anyway, Funko Pop. people. Okay, here we go. Here's my opinion on Funko Pops on our Hanukkah episode. What I like about Funko Pops is they'll make a thing for a piece of pop culture that gets no other representation in, as a material thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my God, I can, I can own a little figure of this piece of a movie or a TV show that I thought nobody even really knew about or talked about. That's when P- Funko Pops make sense to me. The Baby Yoda, the reason I don't like the Baby Yoda Funko Pop is because what makes Baby Yoda cute to me partially is that his little coat he's in. His little robe. His little robe is so big. That his head basically is like popping out, mm-hmm. like barely, like it, it it goes over his mouth pretty much, and that's really, I mean, oversized clothes on little things, really cute. It's cute, but the Funko Pop, their their whole design philosophy is make the head big and the body small, and at that point he just looks like Yoda who got a facelift. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't look like Baby Yoda to me because his his head's too big. Well, they have plush toys too. Yeah, I'll, I'll get something. Believe me. Don't worry, Jillian. <laughs> I will get my piece of the Baby Yoda pie, and Disney will get more of my money. Okay, I'm definitely finishing the episode tonight. <laughs> I like the show. I yeah, think it's, fun. it's it's a it's a nice western. And you know what? I can't complain about a show that's like really thirty minutes long per episode. It's such mm-hmm. a it's in and out. Like it is not. It makes sense. Star Wars is expensive to make, and it's a lot of special effects. So they're just like you got thirty minutes per episode. That's it. I thought it was a movie, so I'm so thankful I didn't say the movie, The Mandalorian. <laughs> I've gotten in big trouble. It's, you're in a safe space, Jillian. It's okay. I wrote about the Baby Yoda merch, and so I went in blind. I'm so thankful that I didn't say the movie. Oh, so you wrote about it for work? Yeah. Oh, okay. the, the, the merch. Oh, you, def- you definitely would have been in trouble. Oh, no, I get... I, People on the internet would not have spared you, no. No, well, I, it's funny. I wrote a piece about something about climate change, and someone in the comments was like, all right, Greta. Oh, my God. <laughs> Greta Thunberg. Yeah, so I, was, I could only imagine the wrath that I would incur if I had said The Mandalorian was a movie. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, you, would be, you wouldn't be here right now. No, probably yeah. not. All right. On to cozier things. Even cozier than Baby Yoda, Hanukkah. Yes. <laughs> I love how you're both staring at me. I know. This is angles. Like... <laughs> it's very... Like you're a historian or something. Exactly. I know. I should note that I grew up very reformed, which I might have already mentioned, just so the listeners are clear. Um, I did not grow up in a very religious household, mm-hmm. um, so my history and knowledge of um, certain Jewish holidays are not is not the best, but we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah, and you're pretty much here for all the cultural stuff, because we have no... I guess no basis. Yeah, I would yeah. say like my knowledge of Hanukkah comes from the Rugrats episode where they're called the Maccababies <laughs> for the Maccabees and Eight Crazy Nights, which I don't know. Does anyone want Hanukkah to be known for that Adam Sandler animated <laughs> movie? So for 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 people like me and or for anyone else who is not familiar with um, the story of Hanukkah, could you give us like before we dive into like how it's cozy or the traditions, or any of that stuff. Just give us a quick synopsis of what is the story of Hanukkah 
Well, a long time ago, the land of Israel was um, ruled by a king named Antiochus. He didn't really like let anyone live by their Jewish customs and celebrate any of the um, traditional holidays. No, Su- no Shabbat, no Sukkot, Passover, none of that stuff. He wanted everything just to be one singular culture, one singular religion, um, all very homogenous. And then under his rule, the um, Judaism was just completely abolished. So long story short, there was a group of brave people that would not submit to the king. The Maccabees. Exactly. (laughs) The Maccabees. And they um, fought against Antiochus. And um, they won. And so when they went back to the temple after having defeated um, King Antiochus, they only had enough oil to light the menorah for what they thought would be one night, but it lasted for eight days and eight nights. That is why we ha- we celebrate Hanukkah over eight days and eight nights. And the word Hanukkah means dedication. And that's something I didn't, had no idea. I didn't know it meant that. Yeah, and I mean, it, either. It, it comes from right when the temple was um, uh, returned to the Jewish people. So yeah, so that miracle... Bring you know ties into the menorah and a lot of other um, symbols and traditions of the holiday. With switching gears a little bit, uh, I've noticed that Christmas feels like it gets earlier and earlier every year. Like we just basically skip Thanksgiving, and we're just celebrating for months. But I'm curious: are there any lead-up celebrations to Hanukkah? Like, there's ways that you guys celebrate leading up to it, kind of how we do for Christmas. I. Don't think so. And I'm going to have to just take it back to growing up and going to Hebrew school. Uh, you know, like how you guys have hon- like holiday parties and yeah. whatnot, and they're very Christmas-themed? Um, I would just say we would have the equivalent of that, but they were Hanukkah-themed. So um, we would have cookies with blue and white frosting and decorate mm-hmm. those. We would play dreidel. I, in Hebrew school, we would go over the history of um, Hanukkah, I believe. But, um, and then lighting the menorah, we didn't, I remember like there was a lot of arts and crafts related to like the menorah and there was, um, I remember, I believe making like, we all got to make a picture book of the story of Hanukkah. That's cute. And whatnot. And it's probably somewhere in a box in my parents' house. And then, oh, I do, I I wanted to bring this, but it, it kind of, I just, I forgot. But we made this box of like our own little Hanukkah kit. To have, no. yeah, and we had to decorate it, and it looks very sad when I see it because it was made when I was like a, a very young child. But it was like a little wooden um, menorah, a little um, a little cloth to put over the holla, um, a little um, what else was there? Um, I think there was a, 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 like a little wine, like well, wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just little things to have. Well, that it could also, I guess, m- minus the menorah, be used for Shabbat as well. So. That little kit sounds adorable. Yeah, it was very. I remember really enjoying it. Well, uh, Long Island, where I grew up, has a high Jewish population as well. I remember in first grade we played the dreidel and we did crafts leading up to that. Um, so yeah, I guess crafts is pretty much, especially for kids, obviously for kids. Yeah. For, yeah. For kids that dreidel making is something that we did as well. Yeah. yeah and there are so many great songs as mm-hmm. well. <laughs> like, um, the one that, like dreidel, 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 I made it out of clay. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That's greatest that hit. Yeah. That bop is <laughs> so good. Um, I know. And it's so funny cause I, I was saying to you guys before that, like Hanukkah is such a big holiday culturally. But we, un, like, unlike Passover, where we tell the story of Hanukkah, I mean, tell the story of Passover every single time, we don't do that, I feel like, as much with Hanukkah. So um, I'm glad that I got to come here and remember. Get a, get a refresher. Yeah, I mean, yeah, get a refresher. I too. Yeah, I don't think Hanukkah's <laughs> getting its due. It deserves more. I know that people like to do, like, remember the Hanukkah bush hearing of, like, people used to joke about like I would always hear people joking that they wanted to make a Hanukkah bush <laughs> as like their equivalent to um, a Christmas tree. I say go for it. Get the bush. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a it is a fun <laughs> holiday. Maybe th- the best thing about any holiday is the food, right? So what are what foods do you look forward to that you associate with Hanukkah? Um I well latkes for sure. More than anything. Um 
<laughs> Latkes and wine, I would say. Ooh. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. Like Manischewitz is okay. just always there. Or grape, well, grape juice, like when I was in um, before 21. But, yeah, it would um, be grape juice or wine. And then um, latkes, which we had before. So scrumptious. We're so good. Yeah, Michael, I make every guest come in and cook for us. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. But Michael was so kind to like bring latkes and he made them so good. for us. They were delicious. We had them with sour cream and applesauce. I mean, he also brought challah as well. Is that something that would be had during Hanukkah as well? Yes. Yeah. Challah, challah as well. Um, and it was so funny. We got to have um, store-bought challah, which I, I can't remember the last time I had. There's this bakery that I used to grow up near called Bee's Bakery that has the most amazing challah. Mm-hmm. That was so good. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. No, this is all. This podcast is all about tangents. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, and then also like my grandma, she loves to make. Um, oh, like cookies are very popular as well. I always feel like I see cookies. Is there like a certain type of cookie? Okay, it's so funny. I don't. I feel like this is just culturally something that is always at like. Jewish fe- festive occasions, but I would say um, black and white cookies. Okay. Mm, um, those yeah. are so good. But I don't, but for Hanukkah, it's usually like, you know, Star of David um, cookies. Mm-hmm. And um, what about those triangle cookies with the filling inside? Oh, um, a homatashen? That's for Purim. Oh, yeah. okay. And that's another holiday that um, is very fun. That's like, that involves, you know, dressing up and it's really fun. And that's around, usually I I believe around March. Yeah. So are those foods like, is there like a kickoff meal for Hanukkah for the first night? Or is that like, is this something that would be eaten like every night of Hanukkah? I believe you can probably eat that every night. Okay. And I, and there are probably many people that do. Um, but there's also like you not can, in LA, <laughs> yeah, probably not in LA. But um, I would definitely the first night of Hanukkah is the biggest. Like that's definitely the night that I I knew more people celebrating than any other night. And it's interesting because it does last eight days and eight nights, so it is like you get to the point where like growing up and I grew up in the valley, and it was very much where. Maybe you celebrated like two or three nights with like a formal, like a dinner and party and whatnot. But then the other nights, it's like, you know, you might be in school or you're, you have work and stuff. So you just, at, at night, you just light the menorah and, and say all the prayers and do all the, uh, the most important night parts of Hanukkah because that is the most important is that, part. Is that just with your like nuclear family or do you have extended family also there for that? I would do it with my, um, the part, like the, we would always have, for me, it was always, we would do it with my immediate family, like me and my siblings and my parents. And then like one night we would have a fam, a big like family party um, that we would usually go to. We didn't always throw it. And then um, we always would either then go to a family friend's Hanukkah, um, like two or three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Or like someone from Temple that we were family friends with. Oh, so you, you spread it around. So it's not yeah, like, Yeah, you okay, spread it around. Sense. But like being in school, like it would be... I remember, like, let's say Hanukkah started on a Monday night. We we wouldn't start doing our big celebration until Saturday and mm-hmm. Sunday. That makes sense. And Friday, yeah. It's nice when it overlaps with Christmas because then you get your no school on Hanukkah because of Christmas break and stuff. But I think that's unfair to not have school off on Hanukkah when even the celebration happens at night. Yeah. A question about decorations. What are, do you guys have cozy decorations, lights? Or? Oh my God, we actually do. And they were definitely before my time, like that my parents had. They, they kind of look like China balls, um, but they were like Hanukkah themed and the, like shaped like a dreidel. Mm-hmm. We had, I remember like, seeing like those. Like lanterns? Yeah, like lanterns. But okay. um, we had lanterns. And then what else did we have? Um, we did have um, Hanukkah stockings. Oh, really that's cute. I remember my mom had like a box of those. Um and they were just, you know, like just look like Is huge. that where your gifts would appear? No. In the no, no. stocking? No. No, we never just, did just, any. Just, just for fun. Yeah, and we didn't always decorate our house until like the night of the party mm-hmm. and stuff, but that was just how I grew up in also in a very orthodox Jewish neighborhood. So oh, um so it was a very different like vibe with how Hanukkah was celebrated. Um because you know they would be all going to they would be going to temple. They would have a lot more um, customs that they would do. And then we had just like how people put up like those long happy birthday 
mm-hmm. streamers. We had one that said like Happy Hanukkah and whatnot. That's cute. Yeah. I love paper decorations mm-hmm. in general. I've I've bought a few more for Christmas and I don't know. I mean, they're actually easier to keep than I thought. Like they store pretty I mean, they're easy to store cuz they're flat. But there's something so like homey just about like a banner that says like Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or like it's I don't know versus like a lot of the more expensive looking stuff. I would always look like forward to Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Like I just remember like but probably for, as a child for the wrong reasons, you know, mm-hmm. wanting like a present. Yeah. <laughs> and whatnot and enjoying the lot because those were always delicious um but it was also but it was also a really good time to like see family friends that you don't always see well it seems you know what's cool about hanukkah is that you have opportunities to see various relatives and family members it's not just like one big hurrah so yeah. you can switch it up that's most my thought i'm like oh my god do you have to see the same people eight days in a row <laughs> that seems like a lot <laughs> but if you can switch it up and see all different kinds of people that makes it more fun. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the smartest way to do it is to every night to see someone different mm-hmm. and get to celebrate it in a different way. But no matter what, no matter how busy my family is, we always have the menorah and always light it and does, say all the prayers. Does everyone come around to the menorah? Yeah. I remember like there was a time when we were all really busy and we all are doing our own thing, but let's just light the menorah and like. We also like to sing Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so, okay, so let's, let's dive into the menorah lighting. So yeah. you, you mentioned you're singing when you're doing it. The whole family is there. Yeah. And that's for, that's for each night. I mean, that sounds like a really lovely tradition. So with the menorah, there's the helper candle. And you use that to light all, well, the first night you light all the candles. And then each night you only put up, you take one away, basically. And you let them um, stay lit until they are uh, at the bottom. How long does it take? I remember we would, like, let's say we lit them at 6 p.m. By the time I went to bed closer to, like, 9 or 10, it would be. Do they just, like, go out themselves? Or is it, like, a fire risk? You have to keep an eye on it. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. (laughs) The ones that we use, the ones that we use, like, would go out themselves. Like, we would would put a foil, you know, Mm -hmm. under the menorah, and then um, they would just go all the way. Is it better to put it in a place like a window where people can see it? Or do you keep it in a place that only you can see inside the house? Um, well, I feel like m- menorah is like, it's very like, there's also like, it could be very trendy to have like really cool, mm-hmm. like menorahs like shaped in different ways. And you could probably, I'm sure there's a Star Wars theme menorah somewhere. Mm-hmm. No, there's no question. There's a menorah of, <laughs> of mm-hmm. every different, like, like Harry Potter menorah, I'm sure. But, um, it's it, like I remember we had a few that, uh, menorahs that were like just really beautiful and made out of different materials that we would love to put like on a shelf and stuff. And we were we actually would never want to use those ones because they were the nice and, nice and expensive and just wanted to show them. Um, and then we we uh, my family always had just one specific menorah that we still use yeah. since I since I was born that we use every year. For... Did you inherit it? Your family inherited it, or was it? Yeah, um, you know. I believe it was with my parents when they got married. Oh, wow. Actually, yeah. But I could be totally wrong. <laughs> but I believe um, they've had it um, since they got cool. married in the 80s. Yeah. So that's awesome. I mean, we love candles. So like, whenever like, I'm passing the Hanukkah display at like Target or whatever, I'm like, I just want to buy one of those menorahs and all those candles. Oh, they're, just them. <laughs> they're beautiful. But um, I could be totally wrong. I don't think they're not obvious. The ones that we use aren't scented, but mm-hmm. uh, imagine they oh, had scented. I looked. I really did. I mean, I didn't look so hard that I was uh, on the internet. Like I'm sure somebody is selling scented Hanukkah candles for, like, for menorahs, but there weren't any in like Target or anything. Cause I did, I did look, it's a beautiful lamp, honestly. Like if I were in a beauty and the bee situation and there was a curse and I was thrown into a piece of furniture, I'd love to be a menorah. Do they have to be blessed or you just could buy it from anywhere? We would usually buy like candles that were like they 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 actually say on the box like oh. for menorahs. Yeah, we usually would buy them from like a Hanukkah store. Okay, that makes sense. We were talking a little bit before about you know how you see various friends and family on the eight different nights and the pearl presents. And one of my biggest questions when I was trying to think of things to talk about was how do you just keep the momentum going through eight days? <laughs> Well, we would put on a sports game. 
<laughs> my brother's a big sports person, so that would always be playing in the background. No, um, this sounds like eight nights of Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Honestly, that's a, the issue. Also, because they come so close together sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. that literally, like, I would feel like we, it would just be the family back together, and we are doing all the same things that we do on Thanksgiving, minus like the like we're still having a big meal together. Mm-hmm. We are still like we we light a candle and say a prayer. So we do all that stuff, but then and then presents come and presents are its own different thing. For every every family has a different, I feel like, way of doing presents. But yeah. So how did your family do presents? Okay, um, I got a present every night until right when I started high school. Mm-hmm. I it wasn't always like a pre like it was always like one big present and then the rest of the nights were something small. Mm-hmm. But that was also, like, my brothers didn't get, like, because they're much older than me, mm-hmm. uh, they wouldn't get the same, um, it wasn't, it was a very different type of thing. The year I want, I begged for an iPhone, <laughs> that was the year that, like, that was my whole Hanukkah present. It was, it was, the, was the one iPhone. That yeah, makes sense. which yeah, yeah. makes sense. And you got one app a day <laughs> exactly. after that. No, um, it, well, it's interesting. Like, is it reciprocal in the sense that, like... As a kid, were you like, what am I going to get my mom for Hanukkah? Or no. was, was, oh, is yeah. it for children? Is it just like the kids get I gifts? feel like it's a very... I feel like the only times I ever hear about people getting presents every night are kids or yeah. someone that can afford yeah. <laughs> giving a present every night. I remember a year that I got like a Lego every night. Mm-hmm. That was just when I was like much younger. But now the idea of getting a present every night sounds like <laughs> something like that sounds like as a lot. As an adult, it does sound like exhausting in, yeah. in different ways. Like, in, on the one hand, like sometimes receiving gifts can be very like hard. Sometimes, or it's like I have a hard time sometimes like receiving compliments. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like when someone does something nice for you and you, it feels awkward because you're like, I don't deserve this. <laughs> well, now um, I feel also gross because like I feel like Christmas is just we overdo it so much. Yeah, there are just so many presents. Or I don't know. Yeah, don't people get like I remember you I used to think like like when I was like a, in elementary school and if I got eight presents, I was like, Well, someone gets eight presents on like Christmas mm-hmm. and stuff so, but then someone was like, No, like I got a big present and a small present and that's it. That's what someone told me. But every family's different. Or like whatever fits into a certain any kind of person's budget for like Yeah, that's true. Depends on what you like, I think. If you're the kind of kid that wanted a bunch of small little things, like if you're Jillian, you just wanted rocks, you know? Is that true? I loved, loved, I was always splitting rocks in my backyard. Loved (laughs) loved a good gem. Uh, The gems, that was your one gift. But I also think it's just a different time period because it was the 90s, you know, when I feel like people had money or had more of it. We were in a recession and toys were cheaper and. Mm Uh, you could do a lot of little presents. And I look back and I'm like, wow, that was a brand. Because <laughs> it's a bunch of, I feel like it's a bunch of presents, but maybe I'm, I don't know. Now, if I, if I was a parent, they would probably be getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I loved getting a DVD. That was like my favorite thing to get a DVD mm, on. Uh, for like, yeah, yeah. On Hanukkah or like a book. That's a good, yeah. Those, I mean, those are solid gifts any time of the year. Oh, totally. Like I, but I remember I had a friend that like got a Wii one night and then like got like five games for like one night's gift. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? Yeah, I guess yeah, I spread that it, out a little. Yeah. 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 And that sounds like a whole Hanukkah's worth of gifts. And right then there. I had a friend that every night he got a new item for, a, and then by the end, it, like a, a new clothing item. And then by the end, it was um, a whole wardrobe. That's a cute That's idea. Cute. Like There's a lot. lot of fun ways you yeah. can like that, work with yeah. the eight days. Very more is so much more creative than this is your only shot, and if you f it up, like that's it. <laughs> There's so much anticipation My whole on Christmas. Christmas. Is ruined. Well, there is it because it's only one day. You don't get to well, a redo. Hey, like someone, if you want to read Harry Potter, you could actually get one book a night of the Harry Potter mm-hmm. series, and on the last night, you can get you know um, one of the companion like books. I like <laughs> it. Be... I'm gonna do Hanukkah. That would be. That awesome. is funny. I, I feel like a lot of people's relationships with their parents, like they wouldn't have that. Like, Dad, you ruined Christmas. <laughs> if if they, <laughs> we definitely had that in our family. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Also, there are plenty of ruined Hanukkahs, but like the, <laughs> yeah. it might be a, a little less like traumatic if you're like, you know, Dad gets to remember the next night. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> here's your Hanukkah gift. So, just in general, though, like we're on the podcast, all things cozy. Like when you think about Hanukkah. Like, what is cozy about the holiday for you? It, it's so funny. I still feel like the weather plays a big 
part, even like of the coziness mm-hmm. of the holidays. Imagine like celebrating Christmas and Hanukkah in like the summer. Yeah, they wouldn't have the same. Yeah, I mean, Australia has to do that, essentially. Oh, Oh. yeah, and I'm only basing this on, like, L.A., Mm -hmm. like, where we are right now. And it is... So all those external factors, I think, play into the coziness, of course, because... Right, and, like, the twinkling lights and... Like, yeah, all that like, stuff. I love, Fire. I love, the, I love when it's so cold that like even if you have the heat on in your place, you still need to wear socks mm-hmm. all around because it's like that cold. And I and that playing into when I mentioned like hoodies and stuff, it's just all those little factors mixed in with like the idea of eating latkes and lighting a menorah and back when you're a kid knowing that you're getting a present. It all it makes it all cozy. To me, as mm-hmm. like as a whole, um, but like if I had to pick and choose, what like the little the coziest parts would probably be the latkes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I, honestly, just food with family and just that kind of like reliability of of a traditional like I get we, this is the time of the year we get together, enjoy a certain type of food. Like that's always very very cozy. I, I never eat latkes any other time of the year, so it's great. Yeah, they definitely are cozy, wintry food. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, and they come with like you eat them with applesauce or sour cream or both. I'm a sour cream guy. I'm an applesauce lady. <laughs> I'll never forget my first. That should be our new sign on. <laughs> I'm an applesauce lady. Are you an applesauce lady or a sour cream guy? <laughs> no, I remember first grade was my first laka. Mrs. Uh, Burke fired him up. Uh, fired up some lockers for us for first grade class. What makes you think she launched them out of a cannon or something? <laughs> and I remember going home and demanding that my mom made, make lockers. And I think it's just like probably. Wow, what a brat. I don't, I really was. <laughs> and then I think they're just. <laughs> make me lockers, mom. <laughs> I think they're just mashed potatoes. And she was like, and she won't <laughs> Well, my mom made a lot of potatoes. That's the whole Irish thing. But. And then I wonder why I was like. Pushing probably an unhealthy weight, like fifth grade, eating all my mashed potatoes. Um, but I was like, she got, she's asked to make those latkes. So, but thank you it. for the latkes; they're very tasty. Of yeah, they're delicious. I need to go back into my history. Yeah. Um, and the cookies, by the way, are also oh. what I like. Are very cozy. Yeah, the, the sweets. I'm not a big s- sweet tooth person, but. They have like some good cookies. The black and whites are very good. Oh, black and whites are so good. Uh, this is on, on my mind when I was also coming up with questions because we just talked to our friend Alonzo Doralde. He came on the show. He, we had uh, talked about, um, you know, we briefly talked about some Hallmark Christmas movies. And so I was wondering <laughs> if you could make your Hallmark Hanukkah movie, what would be, what'd be the ingredients to like a kind of a cheesy, cozy Hanukkah movie? What would be the elements? I feel like... A very like it's very common in like a Christmas movie to be like something ruined Christmas and how mm-hmm. are we going to fix it in the ones that I've seen at least yeah a whole hundred percent and so something ruined Hanukkah and how are we going to fix it is what I'm uh, that's going to be the title something ruined Hanukkah <laughs> how are we going to fix it um, and I want it to be cozy so I won't go do something extreme I mean if Hallmark's in an era it can't yeah be. yeah um, someone forgot the no that would be so minuscule someone <laughs> forgot the lock. <laughs> Someone forgot the lockers. <laughs> High stakes. Um, <laughs> we could make it really dramatic where like someone like is in the hospital and forgot all about like the past twenty years of their life of their life and like Amnesia is very hallmark. Yes. That'd yeah. be they good. they love to have people come together and fall in love when one has lost their mind and is totally has no identity. <laughs> God. And so like someone forgot their past and it's a, it's Hanukkah time. And they need to bring back the tradition. Yeah. And maybe this family, Hanukkah is a big deal to this family. So they really need to get it. Come together. And come together. And it's I it's like kind that. of like, and maybe it's a psychological thriller. Oh, as well. I'm down for <laughs> that. person dealing with their inner demons and trying to. Well, now we're not, now, now we're not on Hallmark anymore. <laughs> Now maybe we're on, lifetime. Now we're on lifetime, yes. <laughs> oh or, crap! I was thinking of lifetime this whole time. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, it's lots of twists and turns." Um, but or maybe there's a, a like a oh. menorah heist. Oh, this is yeah. also not hallmark. They're missing their uh, no, family uh, menorah. Wait, someone stealing menorahs isn't uh, like I could be, it could be, it could be, be a Hanukkah sinister. Theme. I, I, you're basically describing a Hanukkah Grinch. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <That is> true. <laughs> yeah. Which actually I'm here for is it? <laughs> 
Stealing menorahs. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what's a very like common device of like a Hallmark movie? Commonly in a Hallmark movie, we're dealing with a person who's lost touch with their small town roots. Um, so they go back to their hometown for X reason and they fall in love with somebody who has the opposite worldview as them. Because that, that formula can be switched too. Sometimes the protagonist is the ho- the down home person and this guy or woman comes in and they are from the big city and mm-hmm. you city's know, bad. Yeah, the city's bad, that's for sure. You know, they don't have time for any of this, time is money, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Eventually they just realize that like, wow, the simple life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, th- okay, then I could do mine with, like, a girl named Rachel who, <laughs> like, realizes that the L.A. lifestyle is not for her. Mm. Yeah, she goes back to her hometown that has a very dense Jewish population, and it's December, and she is just so out of touch with her Judaism. <laughs> I, I like really want to see this movie, actually. Or maybe she doesn't know the, you know, anything about the history of Hanukkah, and maybe she meets like someone who's similar to Judah Maccabee. Yeah. Oh my God. Or she she meets a she falls in love with a girl named Judy. Judy. Oh yes, yeah, it's definitely a, a lifetime. <laughs> I have an aunt Judy, so this is perfect. Um, she but she falls in love with. I almost said she falls in love with Aunt Judy. She falls in love with a You Judy. know what? I love this. Hallmark needs to make that movie. Yeah, it really does. You they gotta have, pitch there's it. There's no LGBT representation on that channel. A Jewish lesbian. Can't go We're wrong. ready for Veronica. it. Let's yeah. make it happen. I love it. I'll be knocking down our doors. I will 100% watch it. Okay. Um, that's great. I'll be at the premiere. Uh, well, Michael, thank you so much for very patiently explaining Kanaka to two Gentiles. I know. I feel bad. Like, what do you guys do? Exactly. (laughs) No, I feel bad for not being as knowledgeable as I should be. No, it was wonderful. I actually truly did. I learned so much. I didn't understand how the presents worked. That always, you know, got my curiosity. How do you spread out the presents? One question actually I do have before we wrap up is like, did you celebrate secular Christmas? As well, no, I no? I okay. did not grow up in that ho- in a household, but I knew so many people that did. Okay, um, mm-hmm. that you know, m- many people I grew up with had you know a Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and just to have one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to church. <laughs> it's like, and but just I, I just like the way it looks. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, I grew up with it. But no, I didn't grow up with any of that, but I do appreciate a nice Christmas tree. And my family does love to go look at the, um, there's a place called candy cane lane mm-hmm. in the Valley, which Ooh, I think there's a cute. lot of candy cane lanes in the country, but, um, yeah, it's very cute. And, and it has a lot of, um, beautiful different themed Christmas houses. Well, I like how we're also shifting and I think at society just to have lights in general they're not yeah. necessarily Christmas themed it's just oh come yeah. to this winter light festival or something like that which is nice I think they have one in LA or a little bit of outside LA that big lights yeah well I mean like any kind of winter festival where it's cold and it's dark and we have to <laughs> create light and warmth where mm-hmm. there is none my argument is there should be Christmases and Hanukkahs all throughout the rest of winter I, why do we end it in December and yeah. then we're really just Leaning into our seasonal affective disorders, like all through. No, it's like, just about survival March. after that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nothing. What? Yeah, it's a and wasteland. Then, yeah, Valentine's Day to remind all the single people how lonely they are. No offense, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> None taken. Um, and then all, yeah, and then and then we go into and there's also like you know St. Patrick's Day, and then in April there's Easter and Passover mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, we just go from yes, holiday yeah, to holiday. Yeah. I have to have but, you back on for Passover. Yes, I would. That I would love that. Well, yeah, I, I've never been invited to a seder, and I do take that personally. Oh my yeah, god, I've never been okay, invited. Well, if my family throws one this year, you guys will have. Oh, to please, come. I'm, I've been you. begging my that, friends. That you like, are traditionally supposed to bring someone that is not Jewish. Oh, okay. Oh, invite someone. I mean, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because um, I, I'm well, I'm most seders that I've been to have at least like one or two people mm-hmm. that I've never never celebrated uh, Passover. Where's before. the one where you hide the matzah? That's Passover. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But again, thank you so much for yes. um, being pa- patient so with our questions. Thank and you it was, for having yeah, me. And th- all the food and Hanukkah is a 
wonderful holiday. Yeah, very a cozy. A veritable festival of lights. Yeah, so much history, so much sweet traditions and wonderful mm-hmm. holiday. Well, speaking of festival of lights, it's time for a candle review. Woo-hoo. And the reason I said that is because we're burning a candle called Festival of Lights. It's the Yankee candle, Hanukkah candle. Um, it's described as having a blend of savory spices, rich cinnamon, and sweet potpourri to celebrate the season. It's a Hanukkah candle? It's a Hanukkah candle. It's beautiful. Is there anything Hanukkah scented about this at all? Bring back memories. It's cinnamon. No. Right. That's it. That's why <gasps> I'm like, I'm yeah, smiling. I have I'm like, no background knowledge, but it doesn't. <laughs> Is it purple? Oh, it yeah, looks, it's purple yeah, to me. Yeah, it looks purple. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be a blue, but I, I, and yeah, in this light, it does look more it's purple. It's very purple. Yankee Candle got Hanukkah a little wrong, I would say. I, I think I read online and one person was writing that, and I don't, I can't verify this. So I don't know if this is 100% true, but it seems like it would be, which is that they took a different candle and repackaged it, one of their other Christmas candles. Because this does like have kind of a Christmassy or like kind of holiday scent to it. It's like spicy. And it, I don't mind the scent actually. Like it's pleasant enough. It's potpourri scented kind of. Well, um, sorry to interrupt, but they need to be exposed if they try to pass off a Christmas candle as a Hanukkah candle. <laughs> that seems very devious. Oh, we have an extra Christmas candle. Well, let's do a Hanukkah one. They may have reblended it in some way. I, I don't know for sure. I don't want to like, I don't want to get sued by Inky Candle. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really wanted to get a, you know, those homesick candles like for states. We need to actually review mm, one of them. We haven't done one yeah, on the podcast yet. Fun. They They have different holiday candles and they have a Hanukkah candle that's supposed to smell like latkes. And uh, I guess melting wax, which makes sense. That's the easiest Hanukkah candle to do is just like a non-scented candle. And it's like, yes, it smells like wax in here. All right. So just in thinking about the way this candle uh, smells, I mean, I would give this a... I give it a zero wick. Because it's just not doing what... It's not, it's not giving any Hanukkah-like feelings. Yeah. I would, what do you think, Mike? I would give it an, actually an 8 out of 10 for mm-hmm. looks. Because it's very... It's big. I would give it... It's very well shaped. I would give it a two. Yeah. Smell. It, it's, the, the throw is actually kind of interesting because when you come into the room, you do, you do smell it. It's kind of like, oh, this is like a homey, spicy mm-hmm. scent. But then when you're sitting in it for like two seconds, you can't smell it at all. I don't know, I don't know why it's subtle in that way. Can you smell it? Like just... Not at all. It, it doesn't, doesn't have like, like you just... The you throw just is strange. It? No, it's been on for like two hours. Oh. You know what? The more I talk about it, the more I'm like yeah. zero wicks. By the way, zero wicks. If you want a candle that has a really good strong scent, it's any of the candles that Trader Joe's sells. Trader Joe's has great candles. It's, yeah. it's oh, shocking. I never dabbled in their candles. Yeah, we, we reviewed one on the show. Oh, we did. Yeah, Honeycrisp. <gasps> oh yes, That's I remember Honeycrisp. Yeah. All right, oh. so I think based on Michael's, I'm going to average that to a half wick. So we have one half wick for Festival of Lights. I do want to try the homesick. Hanukkah candle, yeah. which sounds like it's a, trying to be a bit more evocative of the actual holiday. Bef- before we close out, we do have some listener reviews. Um, so, Chef Kelly, our guest on Thanksgiving, um, actually left us a five star review, which is really sweet. Very sweet, uh, Michael. Don't don't get any ideas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do one right now. <laughs> And she wrote, uh, new friends. I had the pleasure of meeting Matt and Jillian when they invited me on to chat about preparing a cozy Thanksgiving meal. They are as kind and genuine as they sound. I felt like I was hanging out with old friends. I highly recommend you hang out with them too and listen to their Woman Fuzzy biweekly podcast. That's very sweet, Chef Kelly. Thank Thank you, you. Chef Kelly. That was very, very sweet. Also, most recently, we had a five-star review from Sarah JM 1977, who... This title was uh, Matt and Jillian are my favorite cozy pod celebrities, which is like... Oh, that's so sweet. So sweet, but I I wish that were true. And she continues to write, I don't read cozy mysteries, but Matt and Jillian's interviews with authors and thoughtful book discussions are the ultimate evening wind down or morning ease in. And I never thought I'd get so much joy from reviews of someone else's randomly acquired candles that I can't (laughs) smell. I love... That might be my favorite review sentence that I've, I've read so far. Um, I really love this podcast and might even give a cozy a cozy a try this holiday season. Give it a listen when you're craving the lighter side of life. Sarah, thank you so much yeah, for that. That review you. is, is warms my heart. Warms my heart. That I, I will always cherish the line. <laughs> 
And I never thought I'd get so much joy from reviews of someone else's randomly acquired candles <laughs> that I can't smell. Randomly yeah. acquired is the perfect way to describe the way it's we really put your candle reviews. Of candles, yeah. yeah. No question. Michael, where can people f- follow up with you and, and stay in touch? Well, I am private on social media, so... Um, so forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. But if they want to write in a, an, an advice question to Anna Ferris is Unqualified, Ooh. you can do that at questions at unqualified.com. And if you have a question for me, you could also reach out through that, and that way we can get in contact if need be. And also, we no, we owe Michael gratitude as well for the wonderful <laughs> Klondike bars that yes, we, we received. Yes, thank you yeah. so And much. also, of course, Anna Ferris, who purchased them. But Michael listened to the podcast and shared when Jillian was talking about the Klondike <laughs> commercials. So if anyone was wondering how that happened, <laughs> we have Michael yes. to thank well, for that. I, thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Oh, oh. I, we love them. Yeah. Oh, it, good. It kept okay. me fat all summer. Thanks a lot. I know. There was a lot of them. There was. Yeah. There were. And I have a weird thing with a relationship with food where I'm like, if it exists, I have to eat it. Yeah, I can't throw it out. What was the best flavor? You know, I liked the mint chocolate chip a lot. Oh, Neapolitan. Yes, my that favorite. I was going to say. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, those two. But Neapolitan maybe a little bit more because it was just such a... It was the right balance of the shell and the kind of ice cream. Oh, and I like the crunch type. There's like a bunch of crunch shell because I I felt like it benefited from a thicker shell. Anyway, no one wants to hear me talk about (laughs) Klondike bars all day. But they can eat. (laughs) Or they can if they purchase. They can eat and they can't smell this candle, but here we are anyway talking about them. Yeah, keep up with Michael. Listen to Anna Ferris is unqualified. Write in a question. Michael's Michael, if you say that you listen to all things cozy, he might like oh. sneak that one in a little bit more. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. He's like mm-hmm. looking at me like, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep up with us at All Things Cozy Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram. We're both on Twitter. Catch us if you can. Um, we're on Patreon if you'd like to sponsor mm-hmm. our cozy little podcast. We're at patreon.com slash all things cozy. Um, we'll, we'll be back very soon. And until then, as always, stay cozy and happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah.